0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 22nd episode of Career Podcast. Today, I'm joined with Chris Cole. He's a concept artist from Spain, mostly working on medieval and horror fantasy genre. And with that out of the way, give us a little, little introduction on how we got into visual arts and design.
1: Uh, hey, well, thanks for having me. And um, I'm actually, I guess the way I got into it was mostly as a as a hobby. I didn't really think it would be a career in the end, you know but um i i guess i i just started seeing some digital art online and you know picked up some first free programs started doodling around and you know eventually eventually just got interested more in general concept art and like what what could possibly what kind of career it could be and what what it could actually be like as a job so you know it just grew out of that but you know
0: simple beginnings all right Were you originally studying art and design or you were pursuing another career path uh no I, I i never studied
1: anything art art related at all i didn't even take any courses or anything like this i was just i was studying psychology out of all things and finished a degree um in the end I didn't really use it, so I was while I was studying that I was kind of getting better at art and uh, you know practicing uploading online, and eventually just it kind of became it kind of became a, a thing where I would have to decide eventually whether I want to go with what I studied, which would be like psychology. I don't know if I would go into medicine, but. Um, or I would actually pursue try to pursue art which at that time I felt like it would be it it was my actual passion and what I wanted wanted to do so I I took a break from kind of uh, from from studying from doing any work and just just did a bit more of art and eventually just decided to go with it so that's that's
0: how I got here I suppose after after
1: pretty much a decade <laughs>
0: All right. What is your main branch of design that you're focusing on? And tell us about your experience from the start of it until now. And what made you interested in it also? Uh,
1: I mean, I do, I I guess at this point, I do pretty much even with, I do illustration work and I do concept art. Um, So I, I suppose naturally it's easier to start in illustration because it's just, you know, you just see it. Like everywhere. You see a book cover and that's basically illustration work. And so uh, I guess that was more natural to start on. But concept art, um, I suppose once I started seeing, once I started hanging out in more professional areas online, like once you get to some forums that are specifically about concept art and you start seeing all the development of games and whatever projects, uh, it got me interested too. And it, it was it, the the attraction to it was that it, it was done quick, I suppose, compared to illustration because illustrations usually uh, you just you just polish out one one image until it's as 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 well as you can make it. Meanwhile, in concept art, is just exploring ideas as fast as possible. So that was uh, that's that's kind of like what I wanted to do at some point as well. So in in the end, now I'm doing. Projects like half and half, I'd say. I'm working on some magic illustrations here and there, and then I get like some projects where somebody just hires me for for you know a couple of months doing uh, early development of some game or you know I don't know animation or movie or something like this. So mainly those two kind of directions.
0: All right, and tell us a bit more about the digital art and also local video game scene, scene in Spain.
1: Um, well, I, I, I'm, I didn't really move to Spain um, for work specifically. So I'm kind of, at this point, I was already doing pretty much entirely freelance. So it was like, it doesn't really matter where I live at this point. I, I work for... Companies in the U.S. and all across Europe, and like some Japanese companies, so it it wasn't, it was it wasn't really necessary at this point to move. And it, I guess maybe you know was the whole pandemic going on. Maybe that's for the best. But it's basically it's the the gaming the gaming stuff is really heavy in the U.S. I'd say because you know you just like I I feel like the release in the U.S. is more important. So all the companies are kind of. Even when the even when the studios that work in Europe, they're trying to aim for the for the US kind of audience and you know uh, market there. So I'm I'm wh- whenever I get hired, even by some some company or studio in Europe, it's it's in conjunction with some kind of US company or affiliates or um, you know an additional office opened, stuff like this. Really, I don't know.
0: All right, and uh, how does your design process usually go? Whenever you want to start designing for anything,
1: um, well, uh, if if I do if I do really long term projects, it's uh, it's kind of like get, gathering materials. Um, so like, whenever I get an assignment or whenever I get a briefing or the client just tells me like what needs to be done, I just gather. Anything relevant that could could help out, and uh, in the end, in it just helps build up some kind of visual rib- library or some you know some uh, color themes or whatever it is, and then it's just like step by step. I just I just work on something simple first, and it develops into some some bigger designs or bigger pieces or something that's more Im- impactful in atmosphere but if it's something just like a singular piece or so let's say somebody commissions um uh, just like a cover artwork or some splash art or whatever it is then it's more it's they usually they usually come to me with already uh they already know what my art looks like and they already know that they want to. They want this or this kind of type of illustration. So they already come to me as like, hey, you know, we know you paint demons, so we need you to do another demon for us. So something like this. So I can kind of just jump into it really quickly and uh, just do a few, a few kind of uh, really cool or impactful sketches for them, and then it's usually just like pick and choose what what's best, things like that
0: all right and uh, actually this question is um, a subject i've been thinking about lately a lot like um, how do you see the future of concept art in general do you think the profession will become another skill that an artist in a team should have or it will become more specific instead and like there will be concept artists for each subject like concept artists for armor or concept artists for like grass and plantation vegetations you know for every single thing there will be a concept artist in the future and of course there there already is in a sense but what are your thoughts on the this kind of direction that some studios are going with well i
1: mean i'd say it's going to change mainly for it's like the tools that artists are using is going to change drastically i'd say with all the visual uh, virtual reality coming in and 3d becoming easier and easier for people to use and more uh, intuitive i guess Uh, i would say i would say the main thing that's that's probably going to change is that if it's if it's going to become so easy to do 3d that you're never going to need to do painting like just 2d painting then it's it's just going to be easier to model as well so it's probably it it could probably be that it, it's already kind of happening that a lot of a lot of artists a lot of painters use 3D tools to just help them because it's easier to set up let's say lights or uh, just like a uh, Uh, just like a simple model for perspective or for anything like that so it's if it's going to become easier and easier to use 3d and virtual reality then it's just going to become easier to like you can cut down the the work time on stuff like like perspective and light and any kind of like different angles for this kind of stuff so it will it will become faster and it will become it's still going to Require similar skill sets to learn and similar fundamentals, but it's, it's just going to be faster and probably easier to pick up, and probably less uh, less of a learning curve. So you can start out like any new artist can just start out doing some environmental or you know some basic concept art for whatever project, and later down the line, I guess, way way late later. Um, if AI is going to come into play at some point, I don't, I don't really know. Maybe there's going to be ways that an AI is going to be able to block out something based, you know, like a concept artist, let's say, is going to do part of an image. And then based on based on what they did already, AI will be with some confidence block out some, you know, like like trivial background or trivial sort of, you know, just like generate a, a more believable um image or like 3d environment based on what the artist already did so that's going to be a help for sure if that's going to be what's where where the ai is going to head towards but i I don't really know specifically if that is going to be used for art and when but could be cool
0: all right and uh, what technologies and softwares do you mostly use for your concept artworks I mainly use I mainly use Photoshop. It's what
1: I started with, and like the the main program that I just got used to. So I did use some others, and um, I use like sometimes I sometimes sketch on like my iPad and stuff, which has Procreate and other programs. Uh, So I I do I do stuff in in like maybe half a dozen programs, but the main one I use for for any for anything, anything serious, I'd say, would be Photoshop. And sometimes I use 3D, which I also, I learned in 3DS Max, so I kind of use that to block some things out, but there is some other programs that are useful just to just to have like, um, like there's a DAS, das Studio, I think it's called, which is just for poses essentially. So it's just like easy to put like a character pose in there and just like experiment with a pose or something like this. But mainly, mainly I try to. Uh, to me, it's more a satisfaction to try to to paint or draw a scene from scratch rather than using reference too many references or three D. So I'm trying to just like do everything in two D. But for for ease of use, it just. 3d really helps sometimes
0: all right and uh, how to get noticed by other studios and how to present your portfolio and resume as an artist
1: um i'd say if uh, if you can i'd say if you are. Uh, if if somebody is an artist who has like a really big portfolio, like like a lot of pieces, let's say you have a hundred pieces, there is just no way that any cli- any possible client or art director is going to go through your entire portfolio at that point. So uh, it's I mean that's very basic that you have to cut down to a dozen, maybe two dozen pieces that just going to be the best that you can show to your. Possible clients, and so you—you just—I I don't know if it's that important to have a personal website anymore, but it's definitely important to have a very presentable portfolio, whether it's on social media. So you know, I, I don't know, I don't know anybody professional who posts in the same feed like cat pictures and like his professional work or their professional work. So you kind of have to. You kind of have to. I suppose use social media to your advantage to just have a presentable portfolio and then it depends you can look around for when studios when studios are looking for when they have openings or when they're looking specifically for the position that you would be suitable for so try to apply send in your portfolio if if not then just try to be everywhere i guess well everywhere is maybe too much, but in the main places, and especially where professional, where other professional artists hang out as well. So, ArtStation was definitely like a good thing when it started, and there's like a lot of, a lot of um, turnaround in terms of work. There's lots of companies looking there, and I think a lot of them, I'd, I'd say the majority of work that comes my way is also from ArtStation. I don't, I honestly, I haven't really applied for any work. I don't even know in the past 4 or 5 years so pretty much all all the clients came to me so once once you I would say once you have like this look and once you have like some kind of presence it's going to become easier but until then just just like apply for any position you think is going to um, is going to be is going to work out for you and like hope for the best if not there's there's plenty of you know just uh, freelance work here and there thrown around
0: all right and actually i had a bit i have a bit of a question like um i'm i've checked your like instagram uh, posts on your instagram and I, i couldn't stop thinking like is there like a main source of inspiration for your characters and environment arts especially when it comes to like the Kind of like demonic characters you draw, or even environments. Is there a certain like piece of fiction that in, that inspires you the most about this stuff?
1: Mm, another piece of fiction that
0: exp- inspires my own work, or yes, yes, uh, not just one. Just what what other fictional worlds or works inspires your artworks and the environments and the characters, the looks of everything? Uh, well,
1: definitely some things that were. Influential on me would be some some old video games like Diablo. And there's like a game called Disciples that really had a, a, a very interesting and very kind of gothic uh, style to it. So things like that. I've read things like Divine Comedy in school. I've read a bunch of Tolkien and and all the, you know, like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Uh, I think mostly, mostly things like this, there's, there's lots of inspiration is always kind of coming in new waves, but the basis, I guess, are all those things that I was when I was like still 10, 12, still like a, even before I was a teenager, I'd say. So all the all these like older games that were just coming out, like on on like computers and in the '90s, and you know a lot of, I guess a bunch of I guess a bunch of um, mythology as well. But it depends really because I'm not really I'm not kind of a scholar of mythology, so. If somebody was starting, if I, if I started to talk about Greek mythology, I'm sure I would mix it up with something else. So I can't really, you know, I can't pretend that I know all about it. But some some pieces here and there from history, some tales, you know, about witches and demons and all that stuff. So definitely a mix from from history and some of the of the games and entertainment that that came to me as a, when I was still a kid.
0: All right. And uh, who are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most? Uh,
1: well, there is there is one artist that I can mention that was probably the reason why I picked up digital art to begin with, which his name is Greg Martin. He was doing, uh, I actually don't know if he's still doing, but he, he used to do uh, space art, which is basically just like, you know, nebula and planets and all that kind of stuff. And that was the first thing that I was trying to do as well. It was just like painting all these uh, borderline abstract kind of compositions. It wasn't anything. It wasn't like landscapes. It was more like this spacecapes, which like like Hubble telescope kind of stuff, right? And so that's so that's how I was starting. And that's the that's the artist that basically I first started seeing some online, uh, images and kind of wallpapers for the desktop. And I decided to look it up and that's how I got into digital art. And then as I was doing that, um, I don't know, maybe a couple of years later, I stumbled across, uh, Craig Mullins and his website, which he's still, on no social media. I believe he only like keeps his, his personal website and that's it. But he was, he's one of the one of the basically old founding fathers of this whole digital art thing because he he was he was doing digital art even before tablets were coming out so when i first saw his 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 concept art and his artworks in general it was it was like uh, like i just like expanded like my horizons, I guess you could say, on, on what could be done eh, with art and with digital art. Because before that, it was either some some abstract kind of editing or going to a little traditional art gallery to see sort of hang canvases and it wasn't really, neither of those things was really kind of viable as a career. And after I saw Craig Millen's art, I started digging into this whole concept art and figuring out what's actually, what's to this kind of career as a concept artist and, you know, a digital artist. So those two were the main, there was, there was a bunch of others and there's still some, some some great artists that I'm following and really inspired by daily, but those would be the, the pivotal ones that really kind of got me into the whole
0: business. And um, what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? Like what kind of project is it? Uh, right, right now, uh, well, I just finished
1: a couple of uh, kind of quick projects that only lasted for you know, like a month or a couple of months. Uh there's always I'm I'm right now I guess mainly uh magic the gathering artists because they just they just keep releasing new stuff. I didn't I didn't really know how it worked until they hired me a couple of years ago and now I'm just like every every two or three months they they send out assignments to artists essentially and so it's like like whether you agree or not they just keep sending more and more assignments to whoever whoever artists they they have on the roster i guess and so mainly i'm working with them because i also like the variety they have like a bunch of different they they have like sometimes environments sometimes monsters or characters or whatever it is so uh, it's fun working with them i there's a project i guess um well maybe it's not that recent. It was it was a project I finished last year, uh which was unusual because it was also a project that they like the, um, the studio contacted me. I didn't have to um to ask them or anything. They contacted me and then asked me to work to work with them on it, which was an animated kind of trailer for League of Legends and it looked completely the the highlight reel of the studio was complete was nothing like what my work looked my work looked like uh, it was sorry i misspoke there it was basically it was basically like ghibli kind of style very anime very kind of like japanese style and i in the first email that they contacted me i was like i, I don't know if you got the right guy because that that looks nothing like what i do but they ensured me that they had some darker parts with like demons as per usual. And so I was like, okay, well, if if you think I'm I'm the right person, I mean I, I'm not gonna say no. So I worked with them like for a couple of months as well. And that was probably the most unusual in the recent times. And, and i mean at this point it's released so i can i can talk about it freely so you like it can be looked up it's called the path or something like this but you know that one was that one was very interesting but yeah otherwise current projects i can't really say anything long term because there's no there's no like release dates there's no spoilers yet the things that i constantly work on is something like magic the gathering i guess so
0: you mentioned that uh, I think I know which one you're talking about, which trailer for League of Legends. I think um Um it's it was called Blossom something, but I think the trailer they were talking about, I don't know if you remember the names, there were characters like Yasuo and Yone, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, that's
1: the that's the the Yone one was the release trailer for that character, I believe. That's the one that oh, I watched. Yes. So that one had um uh yeah it was like Spirit Blossom event there was like a huge kind of thing that was like at that time oh, I know come. yeah so that was the one that um uh, it was actually a studio from Denmark but they were working with Riot on I don't know the sort of the details of the contracts and stuff but uh, it was basically a stu- the, the studio that got um that got me on the on the team was uh Sun Creature I believe or something like this. It's a, it's a smaller studio from Denmark, but they do great work. Like the highlight reel is just like like really to drool over. Like all the visuals are really great and stuff. But it was it was it wasn't really dark. It wasn't really the kind of style that I did. So I wasn't sure about like working with them. They they insisted that it would be fine, so in the end I worked with them. And they had in this trailer they had like this middle part where basically the character yeah I, I believe it's uh, when Yone just goes into this spirit world or like this dark whatever it was. But the middle part is basically like some kind of shadow realm where he faces off with a demon essentially, and that was the part that I was working on in early. I was doing storyboards and like concept art for that part basically. So that's the that's that that was like an exciting kind of project to work on because it was also unusual for me. So it was like kind of a a new experience in that
0: sense. That sounds awesome. Of course it would be pretty interesting. Um and actually the next question is uh not related to art necessarily. It's basically what area beside the area you're working on right now are you interested to explore and learn? What I mean by that is imagine right now you got a million dollar in cash in your bank account, which makes you of course not worry or be anxious about bills or anything. So you, it makes you basically have a lot of free time and what other skill would you pursue in that free time? That's the question
1: hmm well i definitely it's in in some ways it is related or at least i'm making use of it in even in regards to art it's just like creative writing so uh, it could be whatever maybe writing a novel or something like this but the the thing about it that's related to me is that you still kind of exercise a similar creative approach that you need to either uh, similar to concept art, you need to world build or you need to uh, it just you're using you're using words or you're using like descriptions in text rather than visual uh, descriptions. but it's it's the approach is very similar, I would say. And when I when I work with with writers or with anybody who's like, trying to get like a, an artist like even even art directors who let's say don't paint but just like try to describe uh, like a briefing or how to do certain certain visuals they, they rely on the same tools. So I guess it's related to that sense but I suppose yeah like like if I had the time, I would just like maybe put away some of the art and try to write a book maybe. Something like that. I do also like sometimes doodle around, trying to make like my own comics or you know like my own graphic novel kind of kind of stuff. So that involves a, a bit of writing as well, uh, a bit of planning, and a bit of like figuring out how to uh, how to break apart like a page into panels and all that stuff, which is pretty much all done in writing first, and then you figure out. Uh, what kind of images you need to fill out the space, so you know usually, usually it's usually it's related in that sense, but yeah if i had if I had the time, I would probably like really take the time to write like some book or some kind of story that I could potentially later illustrate as well, who knows but that 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 would be the thing that I would try to focus on if it wasn't for art, basically, so I think that's the main thing. <laughs>
0: All right. And uh, well, I think we've come to the last question. And with everything that's been said and done to conclude all the stuff we discussed in this episode, give us a roadmap for someone who's zero in visual arts and wants to get to the place you are in terms of set like everything, step by step, like where to start, best tools, softwares, books, courses, anything that comes to your mind that could, you know, help in this journey. What would that roadmap be like?
1: Oof. Um, Well, like i was saying in the beginning i i never really studied anything art related so you know how hard can it actually be it's like i would say um i don't know how much uh, like an actual art school helps people uh, i know that a lot of uh, i i get approached i don't really sort of teach people, but sometimes I get approached like, you know, when I go to a convention or even people just online, like messaging me or emailing me with questions similar to this one. And they always ask like, you know, they finished an art degree or they went to some expensive courses from some artists and they don't know what to do next. And so it's it's maybe not as beneficial to just like get an art education without education without like having any other like clue about what to do because apparently in the world all these like art schools that that aren't that you don't know any artists that um sort of came out of them maybe it's not worth it going to to study there maybe instead find some artists that are doing specific courses that that you know that the artist um if you know the artist that does if you know an artist you like that does specific courses then maybe that's more beneficial to you than like a whole kind of well-rounded education because in the end you you might you might like not end up anywhere anyway so i would say um i would say definitely start if if you if you really want to be a professional artist definitely start learning as much of digital tools as possible. That means pretty much, pretty much from from getting used to um, any kind of tablet that you can afford. Doesn't have to be expensive, but just basically getting used to digital art instead of like traditional. Because a lot of a lot of people still start with traditional um, sort of painting and drawing before they transition. Um, Into like an actual, uh, like whatever whatever program or whatever software they use. So there is a bunch of there is a bunch of free programs that you can use that are going to be very similar to Photoshop. So that's not going to be an issue, I think. Changing. So as long as you as long as you find some that's that's kind of like easy to start with, that's going to be fine. But the tools themselves, like tablets and uh learning what kind of uh computer would be best because a lot of people also struggle with it's some of these things cost money but in the long in the long run it's also going to be cheaper than buying canvases and paint and all the stuff for traditional once you get once you get going in digital you just uh, you're just going to be able to wake up and open a blank canvas and just like paint instead of if you run out of tools for traditional You need to go buy more. You need to spend more consistently. Spend more money on it, and it's just like I I know some people who did this, and I know that for them, like the motivation to do to keep doing this kind of stuff is like uh, it's kind of like it's it's wearing them down more than they have to practice. So. I would say I would say traditional is definitely is definitely the way to go if you want to be like in the industry in this kind of way that I work with or the majority of artists nowadays I would say. So even even in something like if you want to do let's say comic art, you know like process used to be that you need to do pencil drawing, then inking, then it's usually three arts three different artists that do this. One one does pencil drawings, another inks and then last guy just colors the whole thing and so now it's all done in digital and it's so much faster that it's like the same artist can do the whole comic so it's it's the difference i guess it comes down to is like whether you would whether you would approach it as a hobby first like i did or whether you are for sure coming out of you know, high school and you know that you're going to be a professional artist or you, you're you going to try your best to, to be a professional artist right away. Because for me, it started as a hobby. And maybe because of that, may, maybe something was slow. Maybe I didn't like go the, the, the most direct route. But if you're starting in the same way that you're already like, let's say, finishing school and you're thinking about, oh, okay, uh, I'm considering like, Learning to do concept art or learning how to paint and actually make it a career, uh, then you can, you know, depends depending on your on your situation. If it's if it's easy to take a year or two just learning things, then just do it like just do that and you'll be fine. But if it's like very pressing matter where you don't know like should I study or should I um, should you just type, like like live with my parents for a while while working some side job or if, if the like like i said if the situation is more pressing it's it's you know it's kind of like up to the person but uh going to a school will help at least uh, from what i can tell will help with uh, staying on course because you will have other people that are gonna push you to do your assignments, gonna push you to do your fundamentals, and gonna push you to learn. Uh, you you won't be able to just easily slack off as it would be if you're just learning by yourself. So that's the trade-off. Whether you want to, whether you want to go to a school. And spend the time there and potentially the degree itself is not gonna really matter to you. It's what what's going to matter in the end is like how much of a how, how how much of a portfolio you'll be able to put together for clients to see and to, you know, to be uh, you know to be kind of impressed by. That's that's really what you're aiming towards. I never like I said, I don't have a degree, so I never in Pretty much on no job, I was asked what kind of education I have. So, I, I think that that in itself is not important. It's more about what kind of, it's more actually what you go, what you're gonna learn and then how you're gonna show it. So, if you if you go to a school just for the just for the degree, I don't think that's gonna be important. So if if that's if that's really the you know the bottom line, then either choose a better like specific courses from the artists you know that they're already like professionals that you know that they're, what they're talking about or you know try to try to learn by yourself if if you don't want to spend money on an art school if you don't want to if you have enough motivation yourself that's also an option I think that's uh, a lot of people keep coming out was like all these great artists and they keep saying that they're self-taught so I think that's working as well I mean I'm one of them so I can't really I can't really say that there is anything bad about this kind of path to take. And uh, as w- once you once you get to the um, once you get this first step over, when you start learning and when you start getting somewhere, I would say uh, working on your communication skill is also going to be important because the reason why uh, there's probably more Chinese great Chinese artists than there is like all western artists combined but the reason why they're not hired for literally everything is because when you have a team full of english speakers then you know you, you're not going to hire somebody who won't be able to communicate with the team so it's it also depends what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of region you are, what kind of local studios you have, what kind of jobs you can actually apply. So if you're, if you're looking to move somewhere, or if you are willing to move at all, uh, whether you want to be a freelancer who just stays at home and works from home, or if you're looking to get hired you know, by a specific studio, or if you don't mind either way, uh, that's going to have more options. But communication is going to be really important. There's like Understanding your client is half the work because it's just going to mean that you will be able to finish the work way quicker or do less revisions or do like less extra work or, you know, like have to like polish up extra illustrations, like just because you misunderstood something, you know, from your Art director, or from your client, or from whatever. So if if you once you once you start getting a few jobs, like work on your work in general on your communication, like work on how to talk to people. Read a book about I'm upset, you know. Study psychology, so that's that's maybe maybe my psychologist talking here. But it's basically like like reading a book on how to talk to people more effectively, or like like just a few sort of tips on how to even email people, it's going to, it's going to help you a lot because, uh, you will just, you will just get past this, like, like filler, uh, that you need to get past to anyway, because uh, like, you need to read briefings and emails and listen to people before you can get to the actual work of painting and doing, you know, um, the, the work that you train trained to do. So. L- learning some of that it's it's secondary to your art skills but it's also going to be important and once you have those two um, i mean i'd say you're going to be in the same situation as me where clients are probably going to approach you rather than you having to find work i'd say that's the that's how it's going to go
0: all right thank you so much and where can people contact you if they wanted to you know ask a uh... question or I'm
1: usually approachable on any social media, so as long as you Google me, it's either through my website or through ArtStation or through literally anything that you click with my name on is going to have either my email or just like some messaging. So I'm sure it's going to be easy to find.
0: All right. Thanks a lot for joining us. I sure, think that's about it. Uh, take care, everyone. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.